Hi there, welcome to Hops and Elbow Drops. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. Is that a thing? Okay. It is now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, um, I'm uh, Sean Mallard. I'm our uh, residence beer, craft beer expert, beer expert. Um, to uh, I'll pass it off to Alex. Uh, hi, yeah, I'm the, I'm the wrestling expert here at Hops and Elbow Drops, and we're joined by our second ever guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Uh, Kevin McLeod, thank you very much, Sean and Alex, for having me on this podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. Uh, word of warning, I uh, do not watch wrestling, I don't drink a lot of beer, and I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm not really sure why you guys well, wanted to have me. It's a good thing it's because it's a podcast, not a podcast. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Funny guy, funny guy. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here making my podcast debut, so... I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. we did something a little different this week. Um, we've been kind of all over the place and doing some history stuff. We've been doing some stuff a little bit out of the box. This week, we're covering a whole pay-per-view for the first time ever. And we are covering a very, very special one. Halloween Havoc, WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. Which, anyone who knows anything about wrestling will know why that's infamous. And if you don't, boy, you are in for a treat, my friends. It was a treat. Yeah. First of all, um, Sean will yeah. lead us off with yeah, the tricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get into everything, because I think we're going to just be going all over the place tonight, um, we're having the Witch's Brew from uh, Covered Bridge Brewing. Oh, what a great yeah. brewery. Yeah. Uh, I should, uh, should do a little, like, whatever one of those things called. Um, a conflict of interest just, notice? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I Disclaimer. work at Covered Bridge yeah. Brewing. Um, but as you see, we're not just getting beer from them. Uh, we're getting beer from all over the place, and we seem to be usually pretty happy with all the beer that we get. Um, so just just as a thing, new, I do work at the brewery, and it just so happened that we did have a very good Halloween-themed beer. Um, it's our Witch's Brew. Um, it uh, is a black IPA. Uh, you, what you're getting from it is a nice hop, fruit, fruity hop aroma, kind of citrusy, um, but a little bit of pineapple notes, and the flavor... Um, the, um, the roasted malts, uh, balance as well with the, with the, the hops, which give it a nice, uh, balance, not too much roastiness, um, a, a nice, lot of, a lot of hop flavor. So anyways, you guys liking the beer so far? Yeah. So, uh, it's a little, it's a little maltier. This, this beer, the Witch's Brew, which mm-hmm. I'm talking about for the first time yeah. is, uh, it's a little maltier, a little, a little darker than beers I usually drink. Um, but I, I do enjoy it. I find it's pretty balanced. It's it's not something that like you're gonna drink and you're like, oh, it's the last beer I'm gonna drink tonight because yeah. it's like, it's it's nice and heavy, which it is a little heavy, but it's not uh, it's not gonna shut you down for the night. No. Yeah, Sean, I gotta say, usually mm-hmm. I try and stick to my blonde ales and like mm-hmm. very very light. Usually I'm uh, I'm this past summer I've really gotten into liquor to kill mm-hmm. and my friends, so I've been kind of mm-hmm. off beer lately, Ooh. but. I know it's yeah. uh, adventurous, but yeah. this is a tasty beverage. I'm yeah. really enjoying this. Like it goes down pretty smooth. It's really, it's got a nice, got a really nice taste in my mouth. Then yeah. we're real here for this tasty bev. This tasty, tasty bev. Tasty bevs. Thank yeah. you. And this is uh, courtesy of Sean. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to come here, and this was supplied for me. Didn't have to pay for it or anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. Can't complain about it. Right? Yeah. Uh, Coverbridge Brewing, Cover located Brewing. in Stittsville. lovely Stittsville? Stittsville, Ontario. Stitz Vegas, actually. Stitz Vegas. <laughs> 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 Real yeah, good. The um the place where the turkeys go to wild. Yeah, buddy. Um. So, anyways, flashes. Uh, that's that's a time for another story. A story for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. drunky yeah. turkeys all over the place here. All right. Um. um so into the yeah into the. Okay, uh, actually, so yeah. 1995 Halloween Havoc WCW. Um, it was an annual pay per pay per view they did a few years end of October Halloween. 
great stuff. Um, I don't, I don't know how to properly set the scene for you because the stuff that had been going on leading up to this pay-per-view, it's pretty. There's a dungeon. Uh, bizarre. Yes, the Dungeon of Doom. Mm, that's important. Yeah, the, I think we should start with the origins of the Dungeon of Doom. Because I, I can't really tell you what they are. Because they probably don't have an origin What's story. What's the guy's name? Kevin, uh, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, <laughs> the Taskmaster, who is a man, um, not especially tall for a wrestler. I'd say maybe around six foot, six foot two-ish. He's he looks less like, than that, I think, and he's obsessed uh, with the Flash. He looks like some guy's dad. That just yeah, he's a heavier, that. heavier man. Um, still, of course, wrestler, so very muscular or wrestler adjacent. His anyway. lower belly, which is very. Um, he's wide. got the Hulk Hogan blonde balding thing going on. Got a goatee on. Yeah. Most importantly, uh, he spent this pay per view dressed in <laughs> like, kind of like the wrestler spandex with the really low cut neck, um, with like theme Flash theme, say like think the Flash, like bright red with yellow uh, lightning bolts on it. <laughs> Coming down the straps. Yeah. Yeah, that's important to mention also. Um, yeah, so this man is uh, become under the service. He's Yeah, he's a taskmaster, and he serves for, uh, this, this, the master. <laughs> the master. <laughs> this very like, overweight man. He yells a lot. He shouts. He's very shouty. I think he's from Kansas, this, this accent that he had. Um, but he comes out there into the basically is running this dungeon of new... The Dungeon of Doom, dedicated to ending Hulkamania. Yeah. To do there. what no one has done before. First type tried. So many have tried. Andre the Giant, uh, the Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter. None of them could end Hulkamania. But uh, they, the Dungeon of Doom think they can. And they've enlisted the Giant... The son of Andre the Giant, um, who has been raised his entire life to defeat Hulk Hogan. Wait, wait, wait. By the way, does this mean that Andre led his offspring to the Dungeon of Doom to be raised? <laughs> Andre the Giant. Well, I think yeah. Andre the Giant... But it's... Andre the Giant was a nice dude. Did Andre the Giant actually raise his son, or did no. he just, like, father a son somewhere who was left in the wilderness to be raised father by the Dungeon of Doom? I think the real question is, who is Mrs. Andre the Giant? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a question in and of itself. Her genetics didn't seem to have much of an impact. No, definitely. <laughs> what if she was a giant, too? We just never knew. What if she was uh, that lady from the Harry Potter movie? I knew you were going to say that. Before she moved on the uh, The one from that uh, Beaubaton, Miss Beaubaton. Uh, fuck. Yeah. No? Um, well, I mean, Andre the Giant, in not that this isn't real life, but in real life, has a daughter, an actual daughter. Oh, really? An actual human woman, she who is normal, tall. a normal-sized person. Oh, well, like She's actually probably... quite short. In, well, because Andre's condition is caused by... Yeah, a genetic. A, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's. It must be a genetic thing, I guess. I don't. It's, it's just called a, gigantism. It's, no, it's not actually called that. It's called something else. Oh, uh, well. it's called auto hypochromy or something. I guess yeah, because there's a thing. Yeah, there's a thing. Isn't, it anyways, just makes your pituitary. Mean, it's what Yao Ming has. See, the thing is, we are all scientists, <laughs> uh, all of us, and um, there's a thing on his pituitary gland, which made him grow a lot. His pituitary gland, bad. It bad. It ran, it, not good. It's a thing that when you see those uh, commercials online, it says how to make your dick bigger. It's the thing that they've taken from that gland, and now that you are inserting into your dick, so it becomes bigger. Like Andre the Giant size. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's science, right? That, that happens. I think that's how science works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so the Anyways. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Works for the Master. Yep. Andre the Giant. Yep. Had his son the Giant. True. Who's been raised by the Dungeon of Doom. Fact. And? Um, he's out to destroy Hulk Hogan. Um, he... He emerges by smashing through a brick wall, uh, which we only saw briefly in a recap in the pay-per-view, but that's what happens. Um, he chokes out Hulk Hogan multiple times. He breaks his uh, breaks his neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see. Um, and anyway, it all builds up to eventually Hulk Hogan's having some sort of like thing where he's showing off this motorcycle he got with fans, and it's like this big photo shoot thing. And then um, the giant... Uh, interrupts this by trying to run over Hulk Hogan with a monster truck and runs over Hulk Hogan's motorcycle, which leads to Hulk Hogan saying he's going to make a bigger, better monster truck and they're going to have a monster truck sumo wrestling fight or something. Yeah, brother, we're going to we're gonna have a monster truck battle, brother. Oh, look, oh, listen, we, have, uh, we have Hulk oh, Hogan oh, live wow, in studio. Uh, yeah, here he is, brother. Listen, Mr., Mr. Hogan, do you have anything to say about um, the recent allegations laid against you in the Gawker trial case, or uh, the allegations you're laying on Gawker? All I say is that I lay a lot of ladies in the Gawker case. They're just like to get all of you Hulkamaniacs and they're trying to, trying to take me down. So just letting you know that Terry Balea has a smaller dick than I do. <laughs> Brother? Brother? Brother. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, yeah, so the main event, uh, or this not quite main event of this match that the announcers were quick to remind us of every 30 seconds or so, was a monster truck sumo match on the roof of... Oh, do you remember the building adjacent to Joe Louis yeah. Arena. Yeah, it had some Chidel? sort of... Carell? Oh. No, it had like a Japanese name. I thought which, it was Carell. No, it was not... The Carell Center was the form, the original name of the Ottawa Center. Yeah, that's Palladium right. Place. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, anyway, I forgot what the building was called, but on top of the building adjacent to Joe Louis Arena, there was a monster truck sumo match. Rooftop. Um, yeah. Five-ish stories high. Yeah. Yeah, it would be disastrous if, if, if someone were to fall off there. Um, anyway, so there was actually a pay-per-view. It wasn't just a monster truck fight. Um, there was actually some wrestling matches before that. And um, we'll just lead into it. This started off with um, Johnny B. Bad versus Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW television title. Um, and the story behind this was that, like, the night before... Um, Johnny B. Bad had had his had his had a flat tire, so he couldn't make the match where he was supposed to fight for the title, and so Diamond Dallas Page got it instead for some reason and or he something. Won the title, and or then... he was supposed to have a title match with anyway. It doesn't matter. His was tires it were slashed. Was it, it was... He was supposed to have a title match with Sting, but yeah. he couldn't get to it till his tires were slashed. So Sting just retained, I think. Uh, no, no, Sting fought Sting... someone else. Oh, yeah, and won. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he fought someone else and won, and then... The and then it was Sting revealed... Sting had a title. Yeah, Sting had the world title at that yeah. time, which Hulk Hogan got somehow later. But anyway, um, it was revealed that uh, Diamond Dallas Page slice, slash Johnny B-Bad, spelt B with just the letter B, B-A-D-D, um, that he... Diamond Dallas Page slashed his tires. And so yeah. now they're having a match. Um, it was... It was an alright match. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't a bad match. Players, to be honest, but it went on way too long. It, it went it way was a bit too long. long. I got yeah. Wikipedia open right now. That match went 17 minutes and one second long. It was, in fact, I want to say like I think it was the second longest fight of the night. Maybe it was actually it was the second longest match of the night. Yeah. It was longer than both the Giant versus Hulk Hogan 
and really. Randy Savage versus Lex, we, Lex Luger. We, we got to remember that within these 17 minutes, so Alex was talking a bit earlier but, uh, during the, while we were watching the show, but how in the pre-show, we had yeah. matches. So they used 17 minutes. Like, they could have had that match. It would have been totally fun. The pre-show had the likes of... Chris Eddie Guerrero. Ben, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Paul Chris, Orndorff. Sorry, you yeah, go. And then... Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko versus the Blue Bloods, which includes uh, Lord Stephen Regal, later known as William Regal, and uh, Robert Eaton, who I don't know if I know who that is or not. Um, yeah, so like all of those guys, legendary wrestlers, although none of their matches were super long, but yeah. But wouldn't you just rather see Diamond Dallas Page wrestle <laughs> Johnny B. Oh, Madden? man. Totally. DDP and looks fucking nice, though. Like, he he's got a like, good look going on with that. He's working the brand. The, the yeah. fucking blonde hair with the black beard is just a, such a good look. Well, and a, yeah, a big part of the match was having uh, Diamond Doll. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Can't forget. Of course. Giving tens. His valet, Diamond Doll's page, will yell at her to give him a ten. She didn't really want to, though. No, she wasn't she was into not it. There's She's also, not feeling it. Uh, there's a lot of over-sexism. From the announcers. Oh, fuck, it was uh, real bad. 20 yeah. years ago, but uh, very much, uh, it's it's a different time. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in the end, though, yeah. she gives Johnny Be Bad a 10. Oh, for the his, scandal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, as uh, Johnny Be Bad won this match. Yeah, yes, he, he did. Yeah, he won. And, so gives the 10 to Johnny Be Bad. And um, yeah, it's that's the most, that's the, I think that's the, the, the to tell you the truth, I want to give that the the most interesting part about that match because I just want to like counteract all the horrible. That's just like this was, was the was most normal on. wrestling thing that happened all night, basically. Like, uh, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. you had yeah. a title match. There was a heel. There was a face. The heel looked like he was gonna win, and then the face won. Yeah. Wow, Walker. what a normal wrestling and thing. Johnny wow. Bad was <laughs> later goes on to be. Uh, Mirko, or what's his name? Uh, Mark Merrow. I think that's his real yeah. name. I, his real name. But that's what he's known so, as in WWE. Famous for um, being romantically involved with Sable, and then later losing to her in a intergender match. And also pulling a gun on Steve Austin. No, that was Brian Pillman. That, oh, Brian Pillman. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's later. Oh, Different uh, guy. No, they both did. We just didn't see that one. That was behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, everyone forgets. That, <laughs> like, everyone talked about Brian Pillman. Mark Merrow also pulled a gun on Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Anyways, Famous. next match. So yeah, that was a very fun mm-hmm. match to start us off. Uh, not really. If you're watching this at home, uh, consider skipping the first twenty or so minutes. True, because yeah. uh, it is quite a long event. And... Except for the intro title, like the intro. Oh sequence. fuck yeah! Oh, do not yeah. skip the intro sequence. You will hear it earlier in the in the show. Yeah, entered so it's beautiful. So the second match of the night is when we start getting real weird. We start getting real twisted. Yeah. Um, it is of course the Macho Man Randy Savage versus. The Zodiac. And I uh, I think I'm reading this right here. Alex has a little uh, cheat sheet here. This match was 90 seconds long. That's correct, yes. 90 seconds long. 90 seconds. Spectacular. But there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Is so, there ever? The Zodiac... Yeah, someone describe the Zodiac to me, please. It's not an interpretation of the start. The Zodiac is a zebra-clad... Uh, Kind of, what, what would you call it? The little the sprinklers hang off the arms. Oh, yeah, the, the tassels. The tassels. Large tassels hanging off the arms with mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. long leg boots. Uh, everything zebra. Uh, a horn, for no particular reason, a seemingly like pencil horn on Zodiac's head. Yep. And uh, not the most technical sound wrestler that I've ever seen. No. And for those of you who don't know, the Zodiac... Uh, legendary wrestler, only use of the word Zodiac in recorded history. 
um, is in fact Brutus the Barber Beefcake, famous for um, being Hulk Hogan's best friend for a long time, um, having his own version. He had one of the earlier versions of like the wrestling talk show gimmick where like they advance feuds by having them on a talk show hosted by a wrestler, made famous by uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper with Piper's Pit. And Brutus the Barber Beefcake, though, well, his show, um, The Barbershop, will always be remembered as when Shawn Michaels betrayed his partner. Uh, can't remember what Shawn Michaels' tag team partner's name was. Oh, in, were they part of the Rockers? Yeah, and the other guy in the Rockers. Uh, Marty Janity. Yeah. Betrayed Marty Janity by throwing him through the Brutus the Barber Beefcake's window. The <laughs> <laughs> only thing that's important about that. That's the only reason anyone will ever remember that he was on this talk show. Uh, yeah, Bruce Barber UK sucks. This match was terrible. Matchman Randy Savage, when he went to do his elbow drop, <laughs> he landed on his feet and like had a full like third of a second before he fell down to the elbow. It so, was very obviously like a feet land and then kind of tipping over yeah, with the elbow drop. Like, and I mean, props to Macho Man. Like, do not put your body in the line for this garbage match. Um, moving right along. So match number three. Oh, right, this thing. Kurosawa versus Road Warrior Hawk. Um... I think this is probably the most forgettable match. A hundred percent, yeah. I forgot it happened. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only important thing you need to know about this match is that Kurosawa, which uh, is much more famous for being an excellent wrestler by another name that I'm not going to look up right now, but he is uh, he's, he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can watch him so right now man. as part of... Uh, last I checked, there was like... This young dude who did MMA leading a team of old Japanese NGAPW dudes against another Japanese promotion it was a very compelling storyline, but I haven't checked up on that. I don't know what the status is right now. Very interesting. That sounds yeah, like exciting fun. stuff. I really wish that was happening right now on this game. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine actually, the, the Dungeon of Doom is filled by uh, a young MMA fighter, fighter leading a herd of old Japanese wrestlers in... To, to, go to against... kill Hulk, Hulkamania? <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be down for that. And it goes into a sequence, with, it's like an old 80s video game, where his Hulks are just like, pow, one punch, the Japanese, old Japanese guy flies off the <laughs> off the screen, and it's just going to, boom, boom, boom. And that's happening throughout the, the sequence. In, I imagine, yeah, it'd be done. I'm pretty sure that was the plot of one of Hogan's uh, movies in the early 90s. Well, it's really. <laughs> Wait, I thought he was... Quick, someone name a movie... At that point. Someone... Name a film that Hulk Hogan was in. Any film. He's in lots of them. Well, there's this one with, in the Gawker case. Okay, that, one's, that one doesn't count. <laughs> I can't oh. name one. Even though I was just looking at literally five minutes, oh, like an brothers, hour. Brothers, how would you not know the movies I was in, brothers? You sound more like a pirate right now. <laughs> he is a pirate. <laughs> it's a bro pirate. Captain Jack Hogan. <laughs> the, oh. Okay. Okay, yeah, so this match with... Uh, Kurosawa yep. and Road Warrior. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird, because this is a very famous event, this Halloween Havoc. Yeah. And we're starting off with... This is the third match now mm-hmm. that is entirely unexciting. Mm, and really, yeah. just like... It's it's weird how such a famous event could have started off so poorly. So I guess... I were, mean, it is famous for being bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess they were trying to sell the storyline that Road Warrior had broken an arm recently. Yeah. Yeah, so Kurosawa had broken Road Warrior Hawk's arm, like... I don't even know when. I like months ago or something. Yeah, isn't that and he is his first match. It was at Bash of the Beach, the previous Bash of the Beach, and so this was his first match back. And um, in theory, it was supposed to be about um, Kurosawa, 
uh, exploiting the injured arm yeah. of Road Warrior Hawk. And the uh, announcers <laughs> very much were trying to point out, like, uh, Road Warrior Hawk's injured arm. And, oh, did he get the arm? Is the arm okay? Uh, is the arm ripped off in this situation? <laughs> the arm was, the whole time it seemed pretty okay. Yeah, yeah he, he sold it not at all. Not the slightest bit. Because which is... Road Warrior Hawk is actually the bionic man. Well, in be. fact, it, it wasn't revealed, but he actually did have his arm ripped off and it was replaced with a robot arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, too I, see, I thought that was... I mean, it's past the 80s and the 70s, right? So that trend could have been started from Star Wars. Yeah. And now we see it again in Star Wars. Next generation coming up. Anyways, just kidding. It's a bad Are joke. you suggesting... Uh, Who's getting their arm cut off? That someone's in one of the forthcoming new Star Wars films. Star Wars episode, episode 8. Who's nine. getting their arm cut off? Call it now. We're going to lose an arm. Listen, it's actually... Uh, both in episode 5 and episode 2, the two like middle yeah. and the two trilogies, someone gets their arm cut off. So, episode 8 coming out next winter. Yes. I believe. That's can correct. We, can it be the little robot dude? He doesn't have any arms! <laughs> BB-8? BB-8? What, what's BB-8 going to lose? Like, half of its ball? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the thing. This whole time, BBA actually in the backstory. He had like gigantic <laughs> arms. He's gonna lose gonna them in a flashback. And then, and his arms are gonna get cut off. And then they're gonna replace them though, but with some really cheap ass, like you know, like those uh, those uh, connection things for uh, for um, for uh, vent- venting piping. Yeah. Which are like this, mm-hmm. like very thin aluminum. Oh yeah, those flopping around. Sean, I'm gonna have to cut you off. Uh, From my recollection of the Force Awakens, yes, this must be revisited. C-3PO has one red. That's correct, absolutely. Yeah. And if someone's losing an arm in Episode Eight, it's got to be the backstory of how C-3PO gained this red arm. That's true. I'm actually very excited for the entire extended universe novel about how C-3PO lost his arm. Uh, It should be a novel unto itself. Yes. I hope so. It better be. Surprise that Halloween Havoc actually didn't. Step, like you like uh, like talk to us about this this issue. I feel like it could have been brought up about, about C three PO having a red arm in yeah. the year of our Lord just uh, 20, 2015. Yeah. Other years before they talked to uh, not not even George Lucas is very uninvolved, but they talked to JJ Abrams. They, talk to, they yeah. talked to seventeen year old JJ Abrams. Hey JJ, if you could direct <laughs> a Star Wars feature, uh, what would you do with uh, C three PO or any arm cuttings? I mean, let's be serious. C three PO having a red arm does seem like something from like someone's seventeen year old fan fiction. It does, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's such a specific like uh, change. And yeah. It's like subtle, but it's got to be it's got to be an actual thing. So it's mm. going to be explained eventually. Oh, 100 percent. Got it. I'm glad that uh, we have the writers of episode yeah. eight in the room with us right now. Yeah. To that's this yeah, that's correct. Um, but. Yeah, I can I can tell you right now, as uh, someone who is actively writing the script to Star Wars Episode Eight, C three PO's arm, what it's what the fans have been clamoring for. Um, someone tried to tell me something about someone named Snoke once, but I I'm not sure who that is. I, all I know is that people really want to know about C three PO's arm. <laughs> do they really? Do they really want that? Okay. And more Jar Jar. I'm pretty sure C-3PO's old arm is actually Snoke's real identity. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, really? That C-3PO's arm evolved into, into Snoke. Snoke? Yeah. Okay. It was like it was a real <laughs> cyberpunk thing. If I uh, if C-3PO his AI was bad. If you cut off C-3PO's arm, would you consider that you now have one quarter portion of C-3PO? <laughs> Interesting. Here's a better question. If C-3PO gets his arm cut off, does the arm grow a new C-3PO and C-3PO grow a new arm like a starfish? Uh, is that how robots work? Wait, wait, does that mean that the other... Listen, the this arm... is the future. He's got to be made of nanobots or some shit, the, right? The CP-3O that the arm grows, would that be a red CP-3O? 
Well, if they cut off the new arm, ooh, maybe. Ooh, that's a good question. Because why would C-3PO regrow a different colored arm? Maybe it's not finished growing yet, and that's like the... Oh, so it's like it needs to ripen? So... <laughs> he hasn't grown the skin, the skin yeah, for his arm yet. Okay, that makes or, sense. Or, oh, I like the ripen theory good, too, though. Like, oh, that works pretty well. Usually it's a tree that C-3PO is dangling from. C-3PO. <laughs> it's where they harvest the, tr- the arms from, right? <laughs> See, forget being a protocol, but he was actually at a robot arm factory <laughs> by trade. By well, birth. I'm excited to come back in December to talk about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's going to be... There's going to be some real... Re- I know you've seen those trailers that look pretty exciting. It's, it's rewrites. It's all about C-3PO's arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. He is the new Han Solo of the franchise. Well, okay. I'm I'm kidding. There are not going to be rewrites. Um, what I can tell you is that um, that actor's name, I can't remember, from James Bond and Hannibal, is actually playing C-3PO's arm. Is that from James Bond and Hannibal? Yeah, the guy who's like one of the. He's. Did you guys see? Did you see the new trailer? Oh, it's so good. Rogue no, I don't. Third I, don't trailer? I don't watch trailers. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but he has been confirmed to be in the movie for a long time, so that part's not a surprise. His okay. name is. Uh, he has a name. Which James Bond? Casino Royale. He played like Hannibal the... in the TV show Hannibal. Oh, Mads he... Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Thank there you. you. Um, plays in. I can reveal you this very confidential information that he plays C-3PO's. Original arm Origi- in Rogue One. That's going to be a difficult. It's going to be very challenge. complicated, considering that in the timeline of Rogue One, C three PO had not yet lost an arm because it's set before A New Hope. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very eager. We're very excited to introduce time travel into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thank you, uh, lead writer Alex Johnson, for your yeah, discussion uh, on. Uh, can't believe we got you on this podcast. Yeah, I know. How, how lucky to have you as host mm-hmm. of this uh, yeah. random yeah. podcast. So anyway, um, <laughs> Sabu versus uh, Mr. JL. Um, legendary Jerry Lynn, former, or at this point not former, but future ECW and Ring of Honor champion um, in a weird, dumb space costume. Like, it was like I, a space It was store. a purpley... Yeah. Purple with, like, white and yellow on it. Uh, full yeah. face mask. He looked like a short cloth Power Ranger. Uh, I could definitely see, yeah. Guys, that's an early generation. Power Ranger movie coming out. There is. Yeah. There, it looks really bad. Yeah. Extremely, Anyways, extremely bad. Let's try not to get into this. But you don't watch trailers. Maybe you don't know, but... Uh, I know that there's a Power Rangers movie coming out, but I have not seen... Yeah. So trailer. starring Jerry Lynn, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> and Sabu. And the original okay. Sheik. Okay, so so the big part of this match is that original Sheik is here and has a Ooh, meaningful role. It's so good. He has a sword. Well, yeah, number one, he has a sword. Early on in the match, um, I'm assuming Mr. JL does a flip and hits both Sabu and yeah. old man, like fucking probably 70-year-old Sheik. Which is very dangerous because Sheik has a literal He's a sword. fucking sword. Luckily, no one got yeah. stabbed. Yeah. That is the lucky part, yes. Sheik knows how to handle his sword, if you know Yeah, he's... That. Well, one of the you're 70 years old, yeah. you know you know how to hold a sword. Um, oh. Anyway, this match was, like, mostly entertaining. Not incredibly long. I think I have it down as, three, yeah, three minutes, 25 seconds. Um, it was good for what it was. Up until, uh, shortly after the pin... Um, uh, immediately after. Yeah. Jail so, gets pinned mm-hmm. by Sabu. That's correct. And on the side... Of the ring yep. is Mr. Sheik, uh, watching list, yep. and as Sabu gets up from mm-hmm. the pen, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Sheik, or just regular Sheik. Regular Sheik. Regular Sheik. Yeah, uh, unleashes a fireball <laughs> from nowhere yep. onto Fireballs. JL, yeah. and this uh, this really took the announcers for a doozy. Where, how could Sheik have produced a fireball? 
It's amazing. This it's, is, yeah. He's a pyromancer. A true conjurer. I still am just amazed by this. And it was, like, super, super random and made no sense in the context of anything. No, it didn't. Except that Original Sheik is a badass, I guess. It really sold that part. And this, uh, this fireball was right at JL's face, too. Mm. So JL faced some uh, significant burn potential. Yeah, so. no kidding. Yeah. He's wearing that mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mask probably saved his life. Yeah. 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 Somehow it didn't catch on fire with a fireball hitting it in the face, but... Yeah, it was true, uh, out-of-nowhere fireball. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The speed of that, was, that that fireball was produced, though, is like the exact opposite the of the Dragon Ball Z uh, <laughs> <laughs> 5. How many episodes was that? The Spirit Bomb? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That misses. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It was a very short amount of time, barely could see it. Yeah, and I think... It, it was a direct hit. Goku and Ko could have learned a lot from uh, Sheik, Sheiky Baby. Yeah. Or is Iron Sheik, Sheiky Baby. Anyway, unimportant. Yes. Um, so next up, we come to... Now that I'm looking at the time listed, probably the absolute worst match of the night. This one kind of dragged on a little. We made this match go by by talking about great stories about... Let's, let's set it up first. Lex Luger uh, versus Meng, and the winner gets to fight uh, Randy Savage because Randy Savage beat Zodiac in that, man. that contentious, incredibly hotly contested match I, earlier in the, the evening. the tightest match of the night. I yeah, think. it was yeah. close. Um, so Meng is, of course, uh, Haku, fam- more famously known as Haku. Um, and yeah, we passed this match by looking up and reading first, first crazy stories about Haku, the fact that he pulled a man's eye out in a fight. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, also, wasn't it not in a fight? Was it a backstage event? Well, not okay. Yeah, a fight, not a wrestling fight, but like oh, a, a, an IRL backstage fight. There we go. Yeah. Um, Goldberg or, even said. that. And then so like, no, that wasn't the one Goldberg said. I know, but the one Goldberg. Yeah, the other one allegedly, there. according to um, Goldberg, uh, coming to a WWE ring near you very soon. Yeah. Rock. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna be in in Buffalo in a couple weeks, or if you're going to be in Toronto for Survivor Series, you'll be coming to a ring near Which you. Which I'm sure many of uh, these listeners Our listeners, yeah. are based um, in Toronto or yeah. Buffalo. So. Hey, let us go us check up, that out. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you're excited for, for Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, too. Yeah, if you're going to watch yeah. that, uh, tweet at Hops and Drops. At Hops and Drops on Twitter, on Twitter. yeah. If you have uh, tickets and a house for us to stay at. <laughs> yeah, send those our way, too. Yeah, yeah we appreciate the house, that. Um, the house in the mail. The we don't have an Amazon wish list, but like, think of think of that like our Amazon wish yeah, list. That'd be, yeah, that'd be uh, a nice gift. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the moral of the story is that uh, Lex Luger vs. Meng sucked. It was really long and terrible, and it ended with um, Meng cheating to win, but then he got uh, fucking Kevin Sullivan again, was yeah. ringside. And kicked um, Lex Luger right in front of the ref so that Meng would get disqualified. Yep. And Meng did not rip his eyeball out after that, which still puzzles me to this day. There was a, a notable amount of time in this match, maybe 90 seconds to two minutes, of Meng just bear-hugging Lex Luger. And I, I don't really know what Meng was doing, just like streaming or just like letting out loud yelps. Yeah. And nothing was really happening. It was just a stalemate. They were just standing there. It was very... Lots of hugs. Yeah. It was pretty brutal, yeah. It was, uh, it was very weird. Devastating, to be honest. So moving right along to um, the longest, and in its own way, most wonderful match of the night. Um, we're on to, um, well, what is listed on Wikipedia as Sting and Ric Flair versus Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson, or Arn Anderson and Flyin' Brian. Flyin' Brian. 
However, I think you'll find if you watch that match that that is a very poor description of what this match was. This was a very interesting, uh, in Dick Finger's here, tag team event. <laughs> yeah. It it had uh, our, our main man Sting mm-hmm. versus Anderson. Uh, Arn Anderson, else. yeah. And, uh, and well, yeah. let's set this up. So from the very beginning of the night, probably even before the first match started. Yeah. It, it was before. It was a, yeah. it was a pre-show. We event. heard that... Ric Flair was injured. He was attacked. He was attacked by Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. Brian, uh, Brian. Speaking yeah. of speaking of attacks, uh, sorry, I want to cut you off. We didn't actually get to this, but earlier, mm. one of our earliest matches. Yes. Uh, the Randy Savage match yep. versus Zodiac. Oh yes, was, true. Was, Very good. Was notably marred by a fan entering yeah, the yeah. ring. Yes. And having to be uh, contained by security. It was a female fan. Who entered the ring, and so the wrestlers promptly got mm. outside the ring. Yes, and potentially that's why that match was a very short ninety seconds. It, it could be, yeah, I'm not sure. But, I will uh, tell you that literally the length of that fan disrupting the match mm. was more than half of the time of the. Yeah, I think it was a sixty seventy percent of that match. Yeah, I'll say that fan definitely had a little taste of the the Macho Madness. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyways, back. So to, let's set up. Yeah, this yeah, this Zodi- whole match. Zodiosity. <laughs> she, fuck she wanted a piece Zod, of the zodiac Zod real Zod bad what what the, sign do you think she was Zod oh. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. i think she's probably like a pisces i don't know she seems like which uh, ones are the ones capricorn to me yeah i'm gonna sure. go with that yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. sting so rick flair's hurt so rick flair doesn't come to the ring because he got beat up earlier this night and the okay the story of the match is that Ric Flair needed a partner to fight Flying Brian and Arn Anderson. He needed a partner, and he really wanted Sting. He begged Sting, his former rival, um, to come and join him in this fight. And Sting eventually, against his better judgment, agreed. And so Ric Flair was ambushed before the fight, and so Sting goes out by himself, and he fights, and for a while he does admirably. Mm-hmm. And he then held his own. He held his own for like a good two or three minutes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Things turn, take a turn for the worse. He started, like, you know, this he couldn't keep up. You know, two against one. It's not fair. It's just an unfair match. It's it's madness. I can't believe the ref allowed it to go on like that for so long. But then, Ric Flair, hero nature of the boy. people, the nature boy, woo, woo, um, made his way out to the ring in his street clothes. He he had to get out there. He was, he was uh, notably wearing $1,200 loafers. $1,200 Italian loafers yeah warm the whole match yeah and he like so he runs out of the ring he like jumps in the ring because things getting beat up he wants to get in the help of the rest holding him back he's pulls his shirt off while he's there he's got his fucking just like slacks on and his twelve hundred dollar loafers he's he's just like and he's he's you know he wants in he's... he is nude and mad <laughs> as they say online yeah that's the yeah <laughs> He was, and they, the ref kicks him out of the ring because he's not allowed to be in there. Yeah. He's on the apron. He's wooing. He's strutting. He's he's yelling at Sting. Come on, Sting. Come on, Stinger. Make it, make it to me, buddy. Get in here. And Sting's yelling, Nature Boy. And Nature you can do it. Come on, come on, come on. It's just, it's like, just like, put those those words over the nose of Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> that ten scene, and he has. Nature boy, come on! I don't know how to quit you. Um, I will say, about roughly, more or less, um, 
from the time Ric Flair is there um, on the ring, ready to be tagged, to when Sting finally, after so much hardship, manages to tag Ric Flair in, is about, probably I would say 12 minutes. That was a long time. It was that an was incredibly long time. Probably two-thirds of the match mm-hmm. was uh, Sting struggling against the tag team yeah. and trying to tag Flair in. Yeah. And so eventually, against all odds, Sting manages to fight off um, Flying Brian and Arn Anderson, and he tags Ric Flair, and Flair woos really loudly, he runs across the ring, he hits the ropes, and then he comes back and uh, punches Sting in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Sting hasn't learned that he cannot trust Ric Flair. Cementing forever the reputation of Sting as an idiot who continues to trust Ric Flair after Ric Flair betrays him time and time again. Oh, Sadness. what a... Sad. 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 Yeah, very sad. sad. This was our first enjoyable match of the evening, This was really. quite this enjoyable. This was actually... This was a good good one to watch. Oh, man. This, yeah, this was a lot of fun. And yeah, so the three of them gang up. They kick the shit out of uh, Sting. The ref pulls them off. They go back to talk to Mean Gene Okerlund, and they cut the fucking greatest promo. Rick wooing and screaming <laughs> and oh, talking God. about, you can't mess with the nature boy. And um, they're saying, and Arn Anderson says, uh, careful what you wish for. You asked for it. You got it. And they keep saying the horsemen are back because they can't say the four horsemen because there's only three of them. But they uh, <laughs> were holding up four fingers. They were, the yeah, I, yeah, they were holding up four fingers. Uh, so you know what they were talking about. So this this match ended, making way for the attraction that no one would shut the fuck up about. <laughs> this was the all night long. Truly the main event of the night. If you're listening to the announcers, this was hyped after every single match as and what during, you're what you're coming to watch. Yeah, and during when, during, during the matches during some of those dull early matches, definitely. Uh, Even during the Sting match, they were like in the middle of it, like someone got thrown into the ring post. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, that's what it might be like tonight when Hulk Hogan and the Giant battle it out on the rooftop. Sumo wrestling monster trucks. <laughs> ah, yeah. They really should have had Mink in there because he was, he does have a sumo wrestling background. Yeah, he could have just fucking Mink. flipped the truck, yeah. man. Yeah. So anyway, um, so they're up on this rooftop. They're getting told the rules. They're fucking... They're mad. They're angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking... The uh, giant wants a piece of Hulk Hogan. We were lucky enough to see the trucks welded together oh, as so well. This is so beautiful. Uh, one welder with a, one small blowtorch welds the trucks together at, on the grills, grill to grill, in approximately two seconds, <laughs> and we are to believe that they are now welded together in for eternity. fucking separable. And it's a head-to-head push, whoever's truck is stronger, and uh, you need both axles outside of this... Large sumo ring on the rooftop. Uh, the ring's marked by pylons on the mm, outside. Yep. Uh, with yes. two explosives? Charges. That was what they charges. charges? Yeah. Uh, somewhere in this ring that would go off. And uh, in one announcer's... I forget the announcer's Bobby, name. But, uh, Bobby. In Bobby's words, uh, if that charge hits Hulk, he might get blown to Toronto. <laughs> winter Canada. Yeah, they kept because it's looking over the Detroit over Detroit the river, right? Yeah. So you can yeah, you can see Canada. They kept calling it Winter Canada, which I guess is a contrast to uh, Halloween. Sunny Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> which is funny because Windsor is actually south of Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how uh, nice and warm uh, Detroit is on October thirty first. Yeah, really, it's a little chilled. Yeah. Anyways. Honestly, so yeah, this this monster truck match, according to Wikipedia, is five minutes long. Felt a hell of a lot longer yeah, than that. Dude. So the problem with this is that uh, if you've ever seen two cars grill to grill pushing against each other, you probably haven't. 
but it's not exciting to watch no. for a prolonged length of time. Like, for a couple seconds, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, look, they're doing that. Yeah. And then after, it's just like, oh, hey, they're still doing that. And then, you know, a couple seconds later, like, oh, hey, they're still doing that. And there's and not it, there's not anything to really keep your attention. It's like, oh, no. oh, Hulk's truck is stronger now. Oh, oh, the giant's truck is pushing it back. And oh, 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 near the end of the ring. Oh, no, they're going back now again. It was yeah. nice when they had those nice little, little cuts to inside the trucks in black and white with either Hulk or the giant grimacing and gritting their teeth and going, yeah. I'm using so much of my physical energy to push the gas pedal. We did have some debate if they were actually the wrestlers driving the truck, but they very much were. I, they were it, in the truck. I don't know if they were driving them, but they were very yeah, much in the true. truck. Well, I mean, like, Andre... I'm sorry. The I mean, giant. Yeah, you could definitely see the giant through the window. Now, it's possible that um, they had, like, trucks with British steering, so he wasn't actually driving, but I don't know. I can't say for sure. Because, like... Uh, it's not really that difficult for them if they got No, like right they're away. just like pushing it back and forth. And I back mean, and like, forth. and later on though, this maybe the thing is it didn't. They were trained enough to stop any of the trucks from falling off the building. But as we'll see later, after I'm just setting this up for one that happens at the end of the monster mm. truck sumo sumo monster truck match. Uh, after so we have a winner. Yes. It's uh. The Hulkster. Go ahead, yeah. And um, so they were able to control each other from not pushing each other off in the in the, in the, in the That's correct, trucks. yeah. But there's a little confrontation after. <laughs> yeah, after uh, after Hulk wins and pushes Giant out of the ring, Giant uh, is enraged at having suffered this defeat and gets out of his truck to go confront Hulk and uh, corners Hulk uh, <laughs> on just the edge of the yeah. dome and a, a, a confrontation ensues. Which yeah, so they're they're wrestling, they're up, they they're just fighting like next to the the um, the ledge. So the yeah, there's so next to the edge of the building, there's a big block that stems up, so you can't just like accidentally walk off. But they climb up on top of this block, so they can actually fall off. And then they're like, you know, giant has Hulk in a hold, but then Hulk breaks the hold and falls down. And Big Show, I mean, excuse me, the giant, completely separate person yeah. from. Uh, the bit the I'm a giant big show. Um, <laughs> I'm a giant. He um, yeah, no he does one of those like pinwheels, oh, oh, and then he falls backwards off the building. Off the building. And Hulk goes, Oh no, brother! <laughs> oh no, help! 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 And he yeah. runs for help, and it's uh yeah. And then the, we go to an extended cut of the announcers. Uh, assuming he's dead, yeah. Uh, it is not made clear to the announcers, but is assumed to the audience that. The giant fell into the river? Yeah. yeah. They eventually decide he fell in the river. There's a lot of talk of maybe like, he fell into the parking lot, yeah. which would thing. be extremely All fatal. All the Hulkamaniacs in that building were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really, if Giant had legitimately died and fallen off the building. They were cheering things. his death. The Hulkamaniacs yeah. would have been ecstatic about that. They yeah. were quite pleased. A little with. bit of an extension of our favorite man, Terry Bolia. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Terrible oh, human being. Terrible, yeah. Um, yeah, so moving right along to the quick little... They had Randy Savage versus Lex Luger in between the monster truck fight and the real fight. Yeah, I kind of forgot that this happened. I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm looking at this time, that that match was five, not even five and a half minutes long. I don't know if it was for anything. I was just... It was just there. Yeah. They had this thing with, it was, I think it was supposed to be Jimmy Hart was helping Lex Luger cheat, but it ended up 
making like Lex Luger cheated to get the pin, but the ref wasn't counting because Jimmy Hart was distracting him. It was a real clusterfuck. Later on. And um, eventually, there's a mix-up, and Lex Luger accidentally clotheslines Jimmy Hart, and then Macho Man gets the win in about five minutes. Forgettable, meaningless, This was essentially just a time for Giant to uh, emerge from the river and uh, do a costume change. Absolutely. 100%. Although I do wonder if um, the monster truck thing was pre-taped. You think that would make more sense? No. No, No, that was definitely live. 100%. 100%. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, that that welding job made it seem very... That welding job was done live. live fucking 100%. Mm, real good. Um, so good. Like, a, like the best Italian pasta sauce. It takes exactly two seconds to make. Yeah. Um, very like true. It. You just want to get it a little warm, and that's perfect. Finally, what we've all been waiting for, what Wikipedia describes as... The Giant with the Taskmaster versus Hulk Hogan with Jimmy Hart. Wow. What a what a match this was. Um, so the Taskmaster was there. Our old friend. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. When we described Kevin Sullivan, I don't know if we mentioned that he has these two fucking weird-ass black commas yeah, so above he, his eyes. He has kind of, it's like painted on horns or something that's a good description on, as well on his forehead yeah. Yeah. their eyebrows as well like there were yeah. horn brows large, he had the original painted on eyebrows large like black eyebrows slash horn uh objects yeah plus a small like triangle or something in between them some yeah. sort of vaguely it's occult a, it's symbol it's a three-piece black paint yeah it's very yeah. intense and important almost to the story of this match. I think there was supposed to be some story here that was never really explained. The announcers, yeah, did not do a good job of conveying what on earth was going on. And the wrestlers didn't either. The Hulkster underneath his head... His, uh, his yeah, his, early on in the match, he's wearing his headband. His headband gets knocked off to reveal uh, Kevin Sullivan's markings on his head. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. It what could this really, mean? What are the implications? It doesn't make sense. There, no, there are no, no implications. No, yeah, there's, it's no, not made clear what this means. Um, Maybe they just have a similar taste in fashion. Maybe it was a real Hulk Hogan and Kevin Sullivan are brothers. Uh, I think that's it's possible. actually a birthmark. Mm-hmm. They do both have, <laughs> They both have balding blonde hair. They do look like they could be brothers. So, uh, but mm-hmm. this wasn't the only uh, weird fashion decision on the Hulk's part. This is correct. This evening. Uh, so usually Hulk is known for the uh, the yellow. Oh and, yeah, yellow and uh, red attire. Mm-hmm. But Hulk was dressed completely in black tonight. Yeah. Additionally, no. Completely clean-shaped face. No yeah, well, they revealed earlier that um, at the Dungeon of Doom, or possibly specifically the giant, shaved Hogan's mustache off After at some point. After breaking his neck. Yeah, they, they broke his <laughs> neck, but more importantly, they shaved off his mustache. It's a horror. They How crazy, Oh, boy. It's impressive that he didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from having your mustache shaved. It's... Well, I mean, he's a man I mean, he died a... A PR death, and so in a way, he died. Yeah. Well, like the thing is, though, I mean, if Hulkster died there, I mean, mm. it would be really surprising because there's also the time where the Hulk claimed to all of his Hulkamaniacs that because New York was going to sink at some point. Ah, uh, yes, this is true. His best friend Donald Trump, being a smart man of some sorts, but wouldn't know what's happening because New Yorkers, I don't know, know, know something. Anyways, the Hulkster would throw Donald Trump and his family on his back, and he would paddle his way through the sinking New York. And if a man could do that without dying, breaking his neck twice is 
Definitely not going to kill him. Definitely. Oh, man. He's got the largest arms in the world. Yeah. You know it's good. It's going to carry fucking... Yeah, so so this match was bad. It was extremely bad. Uh, it was not good on the wrestling side. On the madness side, there were towards the end it got extremely good. Oh yeah. Um. So like most of the match is like fine. Um. There's lots of bear hugs from the giant. Lots of grunting. Um. And there's lots of Hulk Hogan briefly mounting comebacks and then getting bear hugged again. Goes on and on like that for a while. And then finally. Hogan takes the advantage. Hogan's Hogan's setting up for the leg drop. And maybe even hits the leg drop. He does, but, he does, yeah. And he goes to get the pin, but the ref's down. How's the ref down? It's How can your this boy. Happen? Jimmy Hart! Jimmy Hart! Jimmy Hart! Betrayed Hulk Hogan. From the side. Oh, fuck. Knocks over the referee. And he catches in the replay. I didn't see it the first time through, but he knocks over the referee by lightly tapping him on the back with the championship belt. Yeah. And the ref falls over like he's been shot, which is excellent. Sure, Just yeah. as you would react in real life to getting yeah. tapped uh, with a championship announcers, belt. Our announcers were in disbelief over this happening. They they assumed it must have been a fan throwing some kind of a Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Hart would never. No, Jim, no. Famed, perfect angel, Jimmy Hart, who has never betrayed anyone ever, um, he did in fact betray the Hulkster. Yeah. In a shocking turn of events. Quite unbelievable. Yeah. And so, the, but then Hulk doesn't know that Hart did this. So he comes over and he's like, "Oh my God, the ref's down! Jimmy, help me get up here! Help me get this guy up!" So get the ref up. And then the second Hulk turns his back, Jimmy Hart fucking like shoves the ref, sends him flying. Yeah. Runs over, nails Hulk with, with the, the belt. belt. Yeah. And then the giant gets up and they start hugging. They start. He puts the bear hug on him. And then uh, Jimmy starts to. Uh, Went mm-hmm. on a bit too, and and then the suddenly, Macho Man, yeah, Macho and Luger hit the ring to rescue. Come in, but then immediately uh, Luger betrays them or something. Because it's a fucking clusterfuck. Obviously, so instead of uh, instead of Macho Man Randy Savage and yeah. Luger coming in and joining the match, yeah, they immediately go at each other thanks to Luger. Yeah, Luger betrays the the squad and like hits Macho Man and hits Hogan, and then the fucking. Creme de la creme of the fucking night. So this was hyped earlier. It the was hyped. I, they keep saying... What this were they is, saying? This is when we first met the Taskmaster mm. and the original Master. That, yeah. Uh, just in case they have a backup plan. They have... What and did they call it? They it called it policy. the insurance policy. And finally, in this headlining event, we get to see what this policy the is. Yeti, the Yeti. The Yeti. Oh, Which my is, God. By the way, this is the most... The, the, most, the funniest thing about this whole is they make... The giant seem massive, right? Yeah, yeah. Time, Which right? the, the giant person, is he's massive. a big boy. He's and then a big the Yeti man. comes out and he stands taller. He's like six inches taller. They yeah. say possibly he's... over seven Maybe and a half. They build him as they build him as seven eight. I think in real life he's closer to like seven five, but still yeah. seven foot five is extremely massive. tall. The Yeti or the uh... the Yeti, the Yeti. Okay, and the so, giant is not seven. So five. the giant, the giant's doing a big old bear hug. And then, <laughs> yeah. So then the Yeti the, is actually fuck. a mummy, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the most important so this is, thing. This is a big issue. Yeti theoretically would be built as a Himalayan creature, similar to the Yeti. Because it is yeah, like broken of a block. I always a think of, of I always think of the Yeti, by which I mean the fucking Yeti. Who calls it a Yeti? I don't know, but. It's like it's like Bigfoot but white. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's big. It's the polar bear version of a gorilla kind of Bigfoot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's it's the polar bear to the, the to Bigfoot's grizzly bear. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but instead, this was clearly a mummy. 
This yes. was clearly a large 100%. person wrapped in bandages. Holding his arms out in front of him. And it's, it was very appropriate for the Halloween Havoc theme, because Mummy is a classic yeah. Halloween uh, costume. Uh, but why was it not filmed as the Mummy? Yeah. The Yeti. <laughs> Fuck. So, the, the Yeti mm-hmm. comes out there. Yeah. They meet up in the ring to annihilate a Hulkster. He sure does. What happens instead is... He joins in with uh They with, have a big uh, group hug, like, yeah. Well, it's more like a... It's a Hulk sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. It is a Hulk sandwich, <laughs> that's true. And they're both gyrating away, and the Hulkster's oh. just kind of out of it. You know what? Like, maybe the Hulk should deserve that one. Hulk must have been on Grinder back in 95, because yeah. he was... He was getting grinded on, for sure. By two sure. big grizzly bears. Oh, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were bears already. <laughs> <laughs> well, giant's a bear. Um, the mum, the yeti was wrapped in bandages, so it's hard to know. Um, but the yeti did not seem like a thin person at all. The yeti no. seemed no. quite large. Yeah, Definitely he was a... tall, but still beefy. You know? yeah, 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 for sure. And um, yeah, so that was the match. Uh, Lex Luger put a couple people in the torture rack because, like, you know, got to get your time in the spotlight where you can, I guess. Definitely. The, the yeti um, hugged, death hugged someone else. I think it was Macho Man because he was the yeah. only other good guy in the ring. And they all went off to get drinks together, and it seemed pretty good, except for Macho Man and Hulk, who were, of course, uh, in massive pain. Obviously. Um, so, and so, um, Hogan, so I'm super confused, because they build it as that What's-His-Face uh, giant won by disqualification. But can't yeah. hold the belt. But he, so, in, which, that part makes sense. You don't change the belt in disqualification, that's fine. The problem with that story is that if... Why did the Giant win by disqualification? That's a very good question. Although I can see the argument that maybe... So the ref was down for the first single interferences for Jimmy Hart. Yes. And then the first people to hit the ring after that were Macho Man and Luger, who were, were in theory, on Hogan's side. So So Hogan loses by disqualification, and then the Yeti comes out and fucks everything up. Yeah, I think that's maybe where you can call it. But at the same time, like, even though Hogan technically retained the belt, the Giant still left with the belt. Yeah. He just left with it, though. Just, I Yeah. That happened Although, I thought that on Wikipedia, it kind of claimed that... This could have been explained a bit better. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could have been explained uh, at all, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we've now covered all of the great stuff you need to know about Halloween Havoc. It was a great event. Mm, some real special. I think it's absolutely worth it to get some some beers. We're getting towards the Halloween season now. Have some beers, sit down, and watch this piece of wrestling history. Yeah. Debut of legendary famous wrestler, the Yeti. <laughs> oh, and also uh, the Giant. Oh, um, yeah. Well, he was also there, too. You may have heard of him. Uh, it went on to be, I believe, a seven-time WWE Did World Heavyweight. Well, I think it's WWE title and World Heavyweight combined. Yeah. Oh, He's okay. a seven-time champ. I have to look that up. Makes I don't have Wikipedia open right now. Big show. Big show. Um, legend. Yeah. What a guy, you know? He did this thing once where, like, Brock Lesnar tried to suplex him and the ring broke. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Let's cover that another time. Chokes people a lot. Yeah, he did do the chokes. He did get dragged behind a car, uh, behind a, a truck. Before. Oh fuck yeah! Legendary his moment. We'll have to cover that sometime. His his know? father's yeah, big boss man um, yeah. breaks into Big Show's father's funeral, hooks his father's coffin up to his pickup truck with like a chain, drives off, and Big Show jumps on the coffin. And so he, like, um, like tubes behind 
the big big boss man's pickup truck on his father's coffin. That is one hell of a story. That yeah. that sounds interesting. You can find that now on YouTube. It's a beautiful yeah, yeah. moment. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we're we're just getting towards the end here. Everyone, we something we haven't done before, but just just for this specific event, which I loved. Can we get some sort of some sort of rating? In a, in a system you can make up yourself on the spot Some if you didn't want rating. Yeah, like, Great, you can say, like, out of ten, out of five, thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, I guess we'd have to come up with our own units, too, right? Yeah, that's the part I mean, yeah. the units are yeah. yourself. This is a difficult one. Well, I'm going to lead off um, with, you know, I think, because it's, it's 1995 Halloween Havoc, I'm going to say 1,995 Yetes out of 1,995 Yetes. <laughs> Perfect well, that's a, rating. A very strong score. Uh, I this was so. There's a very memorable event, especially towards the end with uh, the Yeti of the mm. Big Show's debut. Sure. Uh, Randy Savage was here. Hulkster was here, obviously. Yeah. But this, uh, there was a number of issues in the first half of this premiere, so I don't think mm. I can give a quite a perfect score. Mm. Uh, I was entertained, but uh, there's definitely, as a new wrestling viewer, there's definitely a few storylines. Uh, that were very confusing, such as uh, the entire anything to do with the Dungeon of Doom or Pathmaster <laughs> or anything didn't really didn't really flow. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to give this one eight Kevin Sullivans out of ten. Beautiful. So the so I'm gonna change this uh, this rating system up a little bit. Okay, go for it. And mine's gonna be more of like a power rating. I love it. Okay. So the peak of this power rating is it's like it's it's the power of love. Okay. That is that is expressed through a Hulk sandwich. <laughs> Yet and honestly, and this is no, this that's peak. This peak is peak power of Hulk sandwich. This and, may be the highest rating given by all three out of the three. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is though, that's just that happened that one part, right? Yeah. Halloween Havoc broke the broke the meter. Wow. <laughs> Wow. They, they was it broke the Hulk sandwich meter. This is off the sandwich charts. It is off the sandwich charts. It's even to the point. Imagine this, that the Yeti started to unravel a little bit. It's true. You could see a yeah. little bit of shoulder, yeah, a little bit of arm there. Bandages were coming off. Yeah, yeah. that was. I guess that's, that's what I would rate the Halloween habit. That's what the power of love will do to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You made me change my rating to like a uh, <laughs> hint of Yeti shoulder <laughs> out of ten. <Yeah. laughs> Which is actually, yeah, it's amazing. It's spectacular, spectacular shoulder. All right, fans, back on Saturday night. Tomorrow night is Halloween Havoc, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Before Hulk Hogan and the Giant, though, step in the ring, they'll be on the roof of the Cobo Arena in their own monster sumo trucks in a first-time-ever event on pay-per-view, Dream. Head-to-head. Head, bumper to bumper. action. I mean, the talking is really over. Hogan and the Giant trucks against trucks as Hogan now looks across that raging river into a bold new land. He might find out that that's risky business. Alright, I think that's going to do us. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, remember to uh, rate us on iTunes, uh, leave a review, follow us on Twitter, uh, like us on Facebook. We're also on um, Play. Where can they uh, follow you on Twitter? Well, yeah, please follow us on Twitter at Hops and Drops. Uh, yeah, at at Hops and Drops. Uh, that's that's our Twitter handle. 
post uh, obviously the episodes when they come out if you want to keep track of those we also um, pick out for you some of the choicest wrestling twitter content on the web you can see some of that great matt hardy chris jericho young bucks I, mm. a well curated twitter a well curated twitter yeah. indeed we take pride in our twitter mm-hmm. um yeah so that's it from us here today um we're so glad you're here with us shout outs to uh coverage brewing yeah supplying the excellent beer shout outs to wcw 1995 for providing us with this fucking mm, excellent pay-per-view um and thanks to thanks to kevin thank Thank you so much for being here thank you really appreciate it you pushed us to another level Uh, if you don't mind quickly i just want to plug uh, if you want to follow me anywhere uh, yes at kevin john mcleod full name no uh underscore or anything that's uh as long as you know how to spell it'll probably be in the bio somewhere uh Mm. instagram twitter snapchat uh i'm active on two of those three i'll let you figure out which ones Mm -hmm. feel free to follow me awesome all right guys we'll uh see you on the other side We love you very much. Bye-bye. Woo!